0: Of the Fantasy Group, brought to you by Accessible World and hosted by yours truly, Julia Kulak. This month we will be discussing. The Beguilement, first volume of The Sharing Knife by Lois
1: McMaster Bujold, I believe.
0: Yes, that is definitely the right answer. Thank you very much, Kim. And I liked the book very much. I thought the characters, well, the romance. Okay, I guess it was okay, but I'm not that fond of romance, so that's probably seemed a bit contrived, but I don't know. But other than that, the characters were well-developed, and the plot is quite good, and I like the um, the different aspects of you got to know Fawn's family a bit, and, um, and I'll let you guys discuss the book, and I'm going to call my friend Remy so that he can... Um, join us on the phone bridge, so thanks. Well, I
2: really enjoyed the book, I have to say, and I enjoyed it so well that I went and read the other two volumes in the series and liked them just as well as the first one and I always like reading Bujold because I actually met the lady some let's see how many years ago? Good lord, I don't know Oh, dear. 26 years ago? Good Lord. Anyway, never mind. Yeah, 26 years ago. Ah! I met her at, at a convention and it was really neat. Um and I enjoyed meeting her and a very pleasant lady and we we attended her uh presentation at the convention which was very well done. And uh, this was when she was first getting started, and she had uh, she was about to win the Nebula Award for Falling Free. And since then, she's written whole bunches of stuff. But um, I I really enjoyed this. I liked the idea of the the um, you know the the kind of magic that was in this story because it's not the usual, you know, wave your wand and have this and that happen. It was a, it was a very um, believable kind of, of magic, I thought. So I, I really enjoyed the book. Um, and with that, I will let the next person speak. I think she really does know how to make a,
1: a culture, if you know what I mean. You know, she has it fleshed out so you know who these people are, what they're like, what they believe, what they think. And um, that is the thing that one notices about when you're reading her.
3: Well, I like the book. The only thing I didn't like was there was too much romance, really, really, really. I skipped quite a bit of the explicit scenes shall we say I'm not I don't know Um, give me fantasy give me science fiction give me you know whatever don't go into all this I'm just that's just me but other than that I think my favorite scene was when he made the bowl without knowing he could do that and I might read the other books as well because I read the um annotations to them, and they look really good, Um, and and I agree with you, I loved the quote unquote magic in this book, it was very different, I like the idea of ground sense, I like the idea of, um, like singing, and humming, and and it was, you're right, um, Lois Bujold really does develop things very well. The culture's is good. Um, the worlds are very, you could definitely tell that, like Dag said, Fawn was really not valued at all. And, yeah, I really like this book.
4: Well... I think it was an okay book. It was okay enough to get me to read the other two in the series. I liked the first part. Maybe I didn't like all the romance or... the fact that I couldn't really tell where the thing was going. Um, I think the third book was the best of the series. But... uh, I didn't really really have a favorite character
5: um i really enjoyed the book too um and the romance didn't bother me i thought it was actually kind of refreshing i haven't really read that much fantasy that there was that much romance in um the thing that i thought was probably the most fascinating about it is just what you guys have been saying about the magic um It just so happens that I have done some reading and training in um, something in energy healing. And the way that she described Ground Sense was very much like what I learned to do, only obviously much more exaggerated than anything that um, I have ever directly experienced. So I thought she must have... I really believe that she must have done a considerable amount of looking at that stuff somewhere I would love to talk to her and find out how she got the ideas that she got
2: for that stuff. That's really interesting Deb. I am um, That's neat. Yeah. Um, I I thought that the ground sense was was quite believable that you are able to um, Well, I've done some reading on this sort of thing too. You know that you're able to sense uh, another person's aura, if you will, or, um, you know, and I know there's been research done on these things, and, and I think they are in, in um, I think this kind of thing is, is really possible. So, I don't, well, if you, if you make that step, I suppose you could say, well, was this really fantasy, or is it science fiction? But I kind of think it was fantasy, because... You know there were these monsters, if you will, and and so forth. So, I guess you could say it was it was fantasy. So, um, I, I really really liked the way she took her theme of the different, the two different opposing—well, not opposing, but the two different societies, which were actually two sides of the same coin and put them together and said look you know you've got to find a way to work together cuz you know the, with the way you're doing stuff now is not working and um it was it was a very interesting study in two um diverse yes the fricoskin stuff yeah that's very good those are more science fiction than anything else but um I, I um, as I say, I, I uh, was fascinated by the dichotomy between the two different societies. And you get this more in the next two books. Um, so if you're interested in reading them, you should. Yes,
1: and I would think that probably one culture values the women more than the other culture does. Or that was my impression with the first book.
2: Excellent, excellent. Well, we're we're happy to have your friend. Uh, what did you say? His name? Her name? Um, I didn't quite catch whether that was a, a his or a her. <laughs> Sorry about that.
0: Oh, uh, Remy. It's a guy.
2: Great. Okay. All right, anybody else got any comments on the on the dichotomy between the two societies? I thought that was the really neatest theme in the whole book. Um, I don't know. Maybe that kind of thing just fascinates me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm weird, but it just fascinates me.
3: No, you're not alone. I loved that. And they were well In, you know, in a way they were the same in their own little ways but you could also see the differences and dag and and fawn did very well in each other's culture um although i think fawn was a bit more accepted in his of course than she was even in her own And it's interesting, I thought it was interesting that the brothers seem to control things more than the mother and the father.
1: You know, I think this is one thing that interests me when I'm reading a fantasy, is how well can the author build the world, and what is the culture like, what are the people like in the culture, how do they behave towards insiders as opposed to outsiders, so... Just the fact there is that that um, uh, discomfort between the lake culture and the farm culture. I mean, that is part of this whole anthropological curiosity that would strike me if I'm reading a, a fantasy book or a science fiction book or any kind of story.
5: I thought that was... Um well done too and you know if it hadn't been for that that was really where most of the tension of the story came from was well obviously also fighting the um the monsters i can't remember their names right now but um that was that was a conflict as well but that conflict uh, was just sort of generic to everything because of the two cultures being so separated and without that the story really wouldn't have um, wouldn't have worked at all
4: yeah the culture thing is even more obvious in the second book where they go to uh, oh I keep thinking it's jag is that the guy's name um Home and they run discuss the issues from the other side what Jags people think of uh, uh, the farmers that one made it, that made it even more interesting.
3: don't they Yeah, because don't they actually go to DaG's parents Marshall that's what I think the annotation said.
4: yeah, that's where they go to his camp and there's another malice that has to be fought
3: i thought it was really sad how that malice took her child that was awful
2: yes it was awful but it is the you know it's it's one of the the fulcrums fulcrums fulcra of, ...of the book, um, because if it hadn't happened that way, um, you know, then, then certain other things wouldn't have happened. And you have, to, um, you have to know that, you know, for the other two books and stuff. It's, um, it's a very important detail. Yes, it is sad, but it is also a very important detail which uh, kind of resonates through the three books.
1: And, you know, it isn't what I would call epic fantasy in the way Jordan's is. It's a different kind of fantasy, I think. It's more um, kind of like homegrown, you know. It's a different kind of fantasy, I think
5: there's sort of a more realistic uh, bent to it than a lot of fantasy in my experience. Uh, I agree with you, Kim. It's almost like, um, well, it's just like the magic. That's really not magic in the um, high-blown kind of way. and And the cultures are real cultures and the places seem like, almost like real places that you might have actually
2: heard of before, even though it's in a you
5: know, who knows where it
2: really was. Okay. Is there anyone in the phone bridge now um, who who uh, would like to speak? Um, I'm not sure exactly what the protocol is here. But um, is there anyone there? Uh,
6: just wanted to... Uh to quickly introduce myself, my name is Remy Um guess I'm pretty darn new here actually, and I'm actually wondering I didn't have the opportunity to read the book but I'm wondering how people found it, when I searched on Audible for this particular author, I found pretty much every single book she's ever written which is quite substantial except for this one
1: um, Ron, if Michael or you can turn your volume down a little bit, it'd be a little bit better and other than that,
5: it's fine could y'all understand him okay?
3: Yes, actually, I read it on Audible and Kindle. And what you should look for with that is beguiling. Let's
1: see. First one is the beguilement, and the other two, I'd have to look it up.
3: Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry, beguilement. And that's how, the the beguilement. That's how I found it. And it'll tell you um, sharing knife, something or other. Um, but yeah, I found it on. That's the way I read it. Um, yeah, but he's in
0: Canada, so maybe it's one of those things where it's only in the u s audible. Oh, I did not
3: realize that.
2: I'm sorry, well, that's not good um well, I read it on Bard, but then of course bard is is uh for United States residents, so I don't know, but um, I noticed it was one of the newer um offerings, and i I happened to pick it up because I like, as I explained in the in the beginning of this uh, session, that I like Bujold, and I had met her some uh, twenty six years ago at a convention, and I always like to to read her stuff because I find it intriguing for one thing. So, um, yeah, but look for Beguilement or the Sharing Knife. Um, which brings me to the whole issue of the sharing knives and the the whole uh, premise behind those. What did what did folks think about that?
3: Awesome. That was you want to talk about fascinating. That was fascinating. I mean, wow! I that <laughs> it amazes me. How these authors can think of things like that. It's like, wow!
4: Yeah, I thought the idea of it, the sharing knife was kind of neat, and particularly when they explained how it worked later. And I, I was thinking about the business of the ground shield. It almost acted like it's a quantum mechanical phenomenon. And, uh,. Some physicists are starting to propose the idea that quantum mechanical phenomena can be controlled by the human mind at the cellular level. Which I think is a really neat idea. Whoa
2: Hmm Marshall, that's quite something. Um That's that's a wowser. Ah. Uh, okay. Um I, I noticed Ron has just entered the room. What exactly is the protocol to bring in folks from the phone bridge? Do we have to stop and bring them in, or can they just speak when they want to, or how does how does that work? Okay. Well, um, Remy, have you got any comments that you that you'd like to uh, put forth? Um, I think we've answered your question, but have you got others or anything else you'd like to contribute? I don't want to. I don't want to have everybody stepping on your toes, but I'm not sure how this works.
6: You're on. I think I'm live now. I believe. Can well, everybody really hear me? Yes, again. Okay. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, this is a little bit new for me. The protocol and. and uh the dual layers of uh, protection that you guys have from being hurt. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to kind of just say hello to everybody. I'm kind of mostly just sitting in as, uh, as an observer tonight, just to- First of all, it's my first time. And second of all, I am on a bus on an iPhone, so I just wanted to kind of get an idea how viable this was going to be. And third of all, because I, as I said, I couldn't find the particular novel we were discussing. Um, But I'm definitely going to try a little harder for the next one. And I hope to join you guys uh, next time.
3: Well, welcome. And yes, we can hear you loud and clear.
2: Yes, you are loud and clear. You're just a little bit, a little bit overdriven. I you know, if I were speaking in ham radio terms, I would I would say well, you're you're a little you've, you're a little bit overdriven, but you're fine. You're you're perfectly intelligible and and everything's cool. Um okay. Uh Julia, let's let's keep going here. Um you're you're running this place. I'm not running this thing. Hey,
1: okay, uh just for the benefit of Ramey, if you wanna get the other books in the Sharing Knife series, aside from book one of the Beguilement, the other books you wanna get are Horizon, Passage and Legacy. There's a
4: fourth book?
1: Yes.
0: Um yeah, thanks
4: Anne. You you
0: um got to it before I could. I was thinking about asking phone bridge questions. Um, Does anybody else have any other thoughts on the book? I thought it it was pretty good, except like I said earlier, the romance well... Yeah, the sex scenes didn't really bother me that much. They weren't really, really explicit. I mean, they were sort of explicit, but I mean, I've read worse so I guess but yeah there probably could have been a few less sex scenes and it would have been more appealing but
3: you know that part and I already told you my favorite scene was with the bowl it kind of reminded me of like the way he was humming kind of reminded me of the book we read previously what was that um 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 oh what was it oh the anvil of ice because, and I noticed that some, of, some fantasy is like that. It's not all wand-waving and stuff. Some of And I like that about fantasies. You know, some is like singing magic or, you know, stuff like that. Because it reminds me of the Shannara series and stuff like that. I like that part. It, I just found it interesting that what he did with his hand, you know he hummed too, and he kind of sang the bowl and got it to resonate or whatever. I guess Susan is bored of fantasy
5: that um that is one of the things that is very real about the the kind of training that I had was that um sort of like spontaneous um humming and singing tones is really integral to doing some of that work. You know
1: what's very interesting? I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Kalevala, but the story is that Vainamainen sang a lot of things into existence just by singing or telling stories. And um, I thought well, you know, that that whole idea of singing and storytelling, bringing things into existence, is quite of an interesting way of doing things. And um, I know Christopher Stasheff has a magical system whereby you make poetry or you make a spell via rhyme. And I think... Um, Ellie Modicep has a spell song cycle where singing is another means of casting magic.
4: If you look at the deepest depths of physics, they use something called string theory, and where every particle is a pattern of vibration, for lack of a better word, which makes it an interesting tie-in to the idea of Singing things into creation, or singing to make things do thing, you know, to make something happen.
2: I think that singing is a is a way to get to language, and it's it's very interesting the way the human brain works because they have found that with children, especially who um, are uh, you know their their um, their minds are closed. Either they uh, they cannot speak, or they have trouble expressing themselves, or they have trouble understanding instructions. This kind of thing. They have trouble processing that. Singing instructions work wonderfully. It is it is quite fascinating that. Um, the difference between just speaking instructions and singing them is is so different that it it is the sung directions or uh, instructions or whatever that that are understood by these children and um, you know it's 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 a, it's a fascinating thing and what is interesting to me. Of course, this this all gets back to the 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 word, um, you know, which is also a religious concept. But the the fact that by saying or singing a word, you can call something into existence, and it's a very interesting concept, and um, is is part of the reason why I love language as well as I do, and. I think the exploration of this within this series is is fantastic. I you know, I really um it's it's very cool.
1: I think it's a bit simpler than you know, the abstruse things like drawing the circle and the waving of the wand and saying of obscure words. Because I don't know for me, I think I've always think that you know, the kind of thing that one can believe in is that which comes from inside of you through concentration or um, what have you, But and not an external sort of a thing, if that makes any sense. Go for it. Uh, hi there. On the entrance,
6: uh, just one thing to possibly say, if anyone has, uh, has a break in the, in the conversation. Yeah, you're in charge. Oh, oh, I see. It's only one person. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So uh, it's really interesting that you guys are talking about this whole thing. I find it as a writer of the genre myself. I think one of the most challenging things that a lot of writers of this genre have to do is integrate, uh, you know, a, a system of magic in with, you know, cohesive laws. Like, so you cannot have a system that. And then break its laws later. And I don't know about this series, but I found that in a lot of a lot of uh, fantasy genres, like in fantasy, it's really interesting just to see how the author does that. And when you guys are just talking about like magic being used with words and with music, and I think it's really interesting. Um, I think somebody mentioned the Shannara series, and one thing I thought was really interesting in that with how the the magic of the wish song was it was implemented. As a writer, having the being able to actually integrate music into basically text to making it poetic and making it interesting is certainly something that I think takes a really great creative talent. So I thought I just thought that was kinda of interesting what you guys, you know, you they're talking about words and, and songs being integrated in that regard.
1: Well, I don't see any reason why art, you know, the ability to draw or to make or anything couldn't be part of a magical
3: system. And yes, I totally agree with you about the wish uh, song deal. Are you an author? Also, um...
6: I forgot my thought. <laughs> oh, Go ahead. Um... I am technically sort of an i'm not a i'm not a published author, but I am working on a couple of series right now, and in addition I'm turning a couple of my uh, pieces of fiction into audio theater pieces as well so I am an author, but I am unpublished as a guest.
2: very cool well it's very nice to meet you um i uh, I understand your feeling um I do a little dabbling myself in in the writing um more science fiction than than fantasy, but you know I understand and that's great so um wow, yeah, but it it's interesting that we're talking all about this because I happen to be rereading a very favorite series of mine that I have here um, i was I just finished rereading Edding's the Belgariad. And I was thinking about that because we were talking about the word, and you know, and it, they talk about the will and the word, and you know, how important it is for them both to be present. So, um, and it, interestingly enough, Eddings makes a distinction between the will and the word, which is the, the way the sorcerers do their thing, and magic where people draw circles and pentagrams and uh, use incantations and so forth. It's, it's very interesting to watch different authors and how they interpret magic and um, power of this kind, mind power or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's very interesting.
3: Well, you know, to me, and this is just my opinion, um, I think... That, for example, this book or this kind of um, magic, if you will, I, you know, that's the thing. I don't even consider consider it magic. I just consider it. I don't know. It's different, sure, but it's. I don't consider like ground sense. I don't consider that magic. But anyway, to me, it seems deeper. Maybe it's because what i'm saying is the word or the singing it seems deeper and maybe it's because it comes from the person rather than like you say drawing the circle or anything like that
1: does that make sense you mean internal and organic as opposed to external
3: yes
5: thank you kim the way that I like to think about that is that instead of it being something that is supernatural, it's part of the natural world, and it's there. We just don't know how to access it without learning how to see it.
6: You're on. Yeah, no, for you. Uh,
3: what was that?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I, I think Remy was saying something to Ron and not for us. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> no, I've always had a bit of a
1: problem. With the way magic was presented in the Dungeons and Dragons uh, universe, the, the idea that you had to have a book and you had to read the spell off, and as soon as you read it, you'd forget it, and you'd have to keep relearning, and I thought, oh my God, what a waste of time that is! I
2: mean, for pity's sakes. <laughs> Yeah, that's how come I never played magic users. I always played clerics
3: or thieves. <laughs> I always played clerics and mugs and stuff like that.
1: Well, I wouldn't mind playing a magic user if the the way magic was done was reasonable. And I think the way it's done in Bujold or some of these other books that we've been talking about is more reasonable to my way of thinking than this having to have lug along this book if if you think of magical as something that is internal to you or is part of you and that comes out of you rather than having to you know look at a book I mean let's face it what are you going to do if that book is stolen and you're like oh my god I can't throw thunderbolts now how do I do that but well you already know how to do it because it's something that's in you rather than something you have to read in a book
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if it's all in a book and you just, you know, if you've never internalized the concepts, I mean, you know, and it could be a a story where, you know, there's a very valuable book and stuff, well, somebody's probably going to steal it and it's probably going to be the villain. But
1: Yeah, well, that's the problem I have with this whole spellbook concept with Dungeons and Dragons because you have to have that book. You have to... Because the, the spell is only part of you as long as you say it. And after you've said it, you have to relearn the damn thing again. I, as I say, I think that is rather silly. And it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I understand their reasoning behind it, but it doesn't make sense to me.
3: You know, I was just thinking of another part of my favorite, another favorite scene was when he, he made the light with the fireflies he made them all come on that tree branch or whatever that was cool
2: yes that was cool i i was fascinated by the 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 fact that he could um control if you will um wildlife and and make it do uh what what he um what he asked it to do which which is totally fascinating to me um and, you know, the other thing that fascinates me uh, in fantasy is the ability to speak to animals. I would love to be able to do that. Of course, you know, I'd probably get tired of hearing Tarje speaking to me the same old thing every day. Where is my food? Where is my food? Where is my food? Uh, because I know this is what he's saying. <laughs> I hope that there's other things flitting through that brain of his.
3: Totally. I would love to speak and hear animals. Like, you know, every morning, especially now, one of the facts that I learned this week was that, or last week, was that birds learn to sing in the spring. So, you hear all these birds singing, and I'd love to hear what they're saying. It'd be so neat. That would be so cool. And. The thing I liked about the whole lighting issue is that he it he was able to control it, but he didn't hurt, or it didn't seem like he hurt, you know, the little flies or fireflies or anything. Because, you know, these little things are so little, but it didn't hurt them. Okay, um, hate to
0: put a damper on the party here, but it's almost been an hour, and the phone bridge volunteers have been very nice to help us out, and since we will probably need the phone bridge in the future, I'm hoping to get um, Lana back and and P on now that we have the phone bridge, so more member goodness. Um, I would appreciate it if we would maybe start to discuss next month's book. I think we had one already, but I can't remember what it is. Darn it, this is like my meeting, um, not my meeting, my I can't even talk. Whatever.
2: Well, unfortunately, I have enough trouble keeping track of the mystery book discussion group. Um, but I will go look and see if I made any notes. If I did, I will come back with them.
3: Hang on. Is this one of those days, Julia, where you just need a hug? <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah. Well, while she's looking, I just want to say thank you for changing the, the night of the meeting. I told you you'd get more members. Look how many you have now. No, I'm sorry. All I have
2: is March beguilement. That's what I wrote here. Sorry. I don't remember what we said we were going to do for April. Does anybody remember? Marshall, you were here. Do you remember what we
4: said? No, I don't think I do.
2: Can I make a suggestion? Well, in the words of the... uh, of the old rock song "Rescue Me, Rescue Me," or "Rescue Us," you know whatever that song is. You know the one I mean.
1: Well, I don't know, but I've got a book on my um, on a flash drive that I can access right away called "Elfland" by Elfrida Warrington, and I believe it is about a woman who is getting her heritage because she is not quite human. I think there are about two or three other books which are kind of connected. And uh, Warrington is a British author. And uh, I do not know if the books are available at Bookshare. I do know they're available at Bard. Um, I don't know where else they are, but I suppose we can look. But that is my idea if anybody is interested.
2: Sounds interesting. Um, Did you say Elf Land? And is it Warrington with two R's and an A, W-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N, Warrington? I believe it's W-A-R-I-N-G-T-O-N,
1: and Elfland is one word. Sounds like a winner to me.
3: Sounds anything about elves I like. I like, I like. When are we meeting next?
1: Well, if you like, let me see if if she's on Bookshare. Um, I know that she's available on BARD, but I don't know if she's available on Bookshare.
2: I do believe uh, when shall we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain. Um, I believe the date is April 28th, which should be the fourth Tuesday. If Sunday is the fifth, which is Easter, that means that the following Tuesday is the seventh. So I think that's right. It would be the 28th at the same time.
1: What I will do is I shall go to Bookshare and I shall email Anne um, and um, <clears throat> you know and see if there's stuff by Warrington there. I've the seen her on Fantasticfiction.com, but I will look and I will let you all know.
3: Well, I will say good night and Remy, nice to meet you. Hope to see you again. And keep writing. Elfland, got it. I agree, Remy.
1: I hope your writing turns out really well, and I hope you get published, and I hope that readers will be falling all over themselves to read your stuff.
2: Well, amen to that. I'm off. I have had a very long day, so I am going now. And thank you to to our volunteers who have helped with the phone bridge. Thank you very much. And I know Julia has her own... Thanks to give you. um, I'm leaving. Goodbye, folks.